listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Welcome to episode nine, where we will be discussing chapter 12, Dead Man's Party, and chapter 13, The Memory of Whiteness, also known as Robin's Ass. <laughs> Whoa, that escalated quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> it literally just popped into my head. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Thanks for thinking about me and her booty. Very nice. It was of really you. thoughtful. Oh boy. In case you were wondering, I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. And we're here to bring you laughs and not say um like legit awesome right absolutely. <laughs> and hopefully not blow out your ears with our laughing directly into our microphones. We're learning. It's a learning curve, but we got it now. Yeah, we're we're figuring it out. All right. What do you say we get into it? I say that sounds good. All right. We're going to kick things off with Robin's recap. Everyone meets at Takis, a downwilder-friendly diner, for breakfast to discuss the events from the Silent City. Isabel shows everyone an invitation to a party at Magnus Bain's house. What divine providence. Everyone wastes time before the party begins. Clary goes to Hodge in the library and is given a picture of the circle members. Hodge explains why someone would have joined the circle and gives, gives Clary a sleeping potion she is unable to use. Jace tells her a sad bedtime story that turns out to be a story from his past. <laughs> Isabel helps Clary get ready to go to the party in a revealing black dress that makes Simon, and maybe Jace, flustered. Mm-hmm. We begin our chapter with our motley crew uh, following Shadowhunter GPS, which is basically Google Maps, but... <laughs> old school edition right is it coming from the sensor it's coming from the it's like beeping mind you that's one of the things that really just annoys the crap out of me is that book one is the only one that they use sensors in like they don't use sensors really in any of the other books so she wasn't able to she wasn't able to edit that out of this Remaining editions, I guess, because she actually, Claire, used it. I, I think they're still a thing. We just never see anyone use them again. Okay. So I don't know if it's just because they got cell phones. <laughs> because it moved on. Like, in 07, iPhones came out. And, like, people actually got cell phones. And, like, you don't really need. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The very... sensor's purpose is to pick up demon activity. Right. It's main purpose. It kind so of they're looking for down. I think they're like sent tracking it to I find downworlders. I guess because like they're going to a warlock's house who's half demon or whatever. But like New York has to be filled with a lot more demons than that. That's what I was gonna say. You'd think it would look like that website where you find sex offenders. No. <laughs> Red dots all over the place. There's not a screen on it. It's just the runes buttons. Right. It's runes, like beeping. Rune buttons. So how does it know? Like, is it like a stud finder? It beeps louder <laughs> as you get closer? How do they measure it? I don't know. It's magic. Because you're right. She did describe it does not, not have magic. a... magic. Sorry. <laughs> it, didn't... it is not magic. They do not use magic. Robin. Say so Alec would be pissed <laughs> at like me. channeling Jace. Oh. Yeah, either way. She did describe that it didn't have a screen, so you're right. It's it's just a real weird, like, it doesn't make much sense, and she doesn't go into a lot of detail. It's, like, beeping, I guess, and that's what 
tells them where to go, like echolocation or something. Because <laughs> exactly. we're all bats. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're in this industrial district in New York. Some of the warehouses have been converted into, like, rich people shit, like galleries and lofts and all that stuff. Clary is brooding in the back of the pack, which, of course, draws Jace's attention because he's obsessed with her. (laughs) They argue, as per usual, and she finally comes clean explaining the underlying reason for her crankiness is how nervous she is about meeting the dude who's been screwing with her head. That's fair. It was interesting to in preparation for the in preparation for the podcast today. Amanda and I were listening to the audiobook a little bit. We didn't even get past this first chapter. <laughs> but her inflection of Jace talking is not how I read it at all. It's interesting to me to hear him with an accent because although I know that he mm-hmm. has one, that's not how I'm reading it, of course. Right. So Again, we've talked about that where it's interesting to read. And what do you mean by that? How does she? She just made him sound very rude and like more. So for me, Jace is sarcastic, sort Mm -hmm. of, because he's he's saying mean things. But it's almost how I would say something mean to you, like you're dumb, get out of here. But she made him sound really mean, and it just wasn't how I pictured him. I thought it was more like a flirty, kind of bouncy, Mm -hmm. cat like. But she made him sound just, like, bitchy, I guess. (laughs) I was just waiting for you to get to that point. Because I could see it in your eyes that that's what you wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it coming. (laughs) So, Jace and Clary are having a moment, um, actually being sincere with each other. And Alec ruins it, as per usual. Um, Although... Alex's interruption is justified this time. He points out the sleek motorcycles lined up on the street, the vampire demon bikes. So these demon bikes run on, you guessed it, demon energies. (laughs) So Jace walks over and kind of like takes a look at him. And Alec and Jace have a conversation about what these bikes can do. And the rumor has it that they can fly. Alec... Is like, and they could go underwater. And Jace is like, no, bro. I don't think so. That's a rumor. <laughs> and as they're sitting there talking, Jace does something with one of the bikes. But, like, we don't get to see what it is. But we can assume it was no good. He was up to no good. Because <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> so our ragtag group of teenagers march up to the door and ring the doorbell. Wait. They don't just ring the doorbell. Clary's like profusely ringing and ringing and ringing. And Alex's like, don't do that. Don't be rude. It's like, dude, no. You know what, Alec? You're rude. So is he just trying to tell Clary what to do? Or do you think he's really like, he's don't be rude? He's the adult. Okay. Yeah. He's the, old, he's the grown up in the group. So he has to be dad. Quit being like impatient and childish and just wait for him to answer the door. That's like, I'm rude. I'm the oldest child. I boss everybody around. That's <laughs> Let me- how... I function. <laughs> Let me make this clear. Alec is correct. It's rude to keep ringing the doorbell. Agreed. Yeah, but you don't get to call people rude. You rude, bitch. <laughs> I agree with Alec in this situation. But he has pretty blue eyes, so. I'm saying. Your I'm, argument's invalid. I'm saying I agree with him. <laughs> but. All right. So. The door swings open. <laughs> revealing. The Magnificent Magnus, 
and I'm just I'm just gonna jump right into reading from the book because it's beautiful. The door flew open. A slender man standing in the doorway regarded them curiously. It was Isabel who recovered herself first, flashing a brilliant smile. Magnus? Magnus Bain? That would be me. The man blocking the doorway was tall and thin as a rail, his hair a crown of dense black spikes. Clary guessed from the curve of his sleepy eyes and the gold tone of his evenly tanned skin that he was part Asian. He wore jeans and a black shirt covered with dozens of metal buckles. His eyes were crusted with a raccoon mask of charcoal glitter, his lips painted a dark shade of blue. He raked a ring-laden hand through his spiky hair and regarded them thoughtfully. Children of the Nephilim, he said. Well, well, I don't recall inviting you. I love Magnus so much. <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> He's so hot. He's amazing. It's so crazy. I do not picture him to be hot. So. Oh my god. Didn't we go over this last time? I think we did. It's just still. I want to lick him all over. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I have a thing for Warlocks? fictional characters. No, I just, I just like my band in books. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> You're too real for Kristen. <laughs> I love my husband. I promise. <clears throat> All right. So I just needed to read that because it made me feel better inside. When Magnus doesn't exactly welcome them in with open arms, Isabel does the most little kid thing ever and waves her invitation around like it's a freaking golden ticket to the chocolate factory. Okay. Why, it sounds like, I think you're probably going to get there, and I apologize, but it sounds like he has these parties often. Mm-hmm. Why does he need an invitation? Because he's extra, extra. Okay. Read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, so she obviously got it from somebody at Pandemonium. Yes. So it'd be, like, I don't remember inviting you. You didn't invite most of the people. Exactly. Like, you're handing out invitations. How did you invite people? Like, don't give this to anybody I don't know. I think it's just, like, semantics. I I think he's he's trying to make an appearance and an impression. Yeah, he's like, or he didn't tell them to pass it out to Nephilim. Like, it was only supposed to be X, Y, and Z. He does later go on to say that he didn't invite any werewolves specifically because he was inviting vampires. So, like, maybe there were rules. I don't know. Okay. That's interesting. It's all speculation at that Mm -hmm. point. So begrudgingly, he invites them in, plucking Jace's Stelle out of his hand and sliding it into his jean pocket with a cheeky, keep it in your pants. I love it. I know. This, and like, this little tiny snapshot of Magnus is exactly why he's a fan favorite. Because he's fun, he's witty, he's quick, and he's got this, like, attitude about him that's like, it's mouth-watering it's delicious he's fucking delicious clearly i just have to like i love how his body language is described also mm-hmm. you can just like imagine him like he's a panther like if jace is a cat he's a fucking tabby compared to magnus's panther like you cannot the sex appeal comes off the damn pages i'm getting hot in here let's move on <laughs> So Magnus looks familiar to Clary, but she can't quite place him. Something that is seriously unsetting. And I'm like, no shit, girl. Like, (laughs) if someone's been screwing with your head and 
now you're having like this weird deja vu that you can't quite place. Like, yeah, that's unsettling. Clearly you've seen him before. His his mind, his name is. She's, he signed her mind. Exactly. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no joke. <laughs> you know him in some way. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm getting over my fight with Clary right now. But like when she does stupid shit like this, I can't. Cannot. So our motley crew of hormones mob into the party and play. <laughs> And the place looks exactly how you would expect a hip, edgy New York City party to look. It's like, and I may be projecting my own image of what I think this party looks like. But from the description, it's like a warehouse converted loft, right? And there's twinkle lights and just like gauzy drapes. And it's just kind of, it's grungy and a little dirty, but edgy and sexy and like maybe you might find someone doing heroin in the bathroom <laughs> like like a little bit dangerous like watch out for needles uh, not my scene <laughs> is it too much is it too much i'll reel it in a little bit okay so the guests range from fairy to vampire and everything in between except werewolves and so <laughs> i made a note here can you say culture shock the only thing to see, it's one thing to see a fairy waitress and a whole other thing to be in the middle of a party packed with every magical creature you've ever heard of and some that you haven't. I agree. Like, she freaked out about the infrit bouncer at Takis. <laughs> and now there's like full on fairies like running around all over the place. Have partying. It seems like Simon almost um, kind of transitioned easier. Probably because Isabel was just like, come on, let's go. Well, and I think Simon she is just like. doesn't sound like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I think Simon is so eager. Like, he's so excited. And Clary has, like, a legitimate stake in the game, right? Like, there's stuff with her mom. Someone's been fucking around in her head. Simon just gets to kind of be welcomed into it as enjoying it. Like, oh, my God. This shit is so cool. Yeah, Clary's there, not there for a party. Right. Right. Simon gets to just kind of like ride the wave. And Clary has to deal with like serious ramifications of her life falling apart. (laughs) I have a question. Mm -hmm. This is probably a stupid question. How do you think that Magnus files his taxes? Like, come on. It's an actual location. You have to pay taxes. You probably have to pay rent of some kind. Does he have some sort of a like mundane sort of job as a cover i think that he uses magic to his advantage to glamour things or to fudge documents or whatever and i think he's just independently wealthy okay and he totally plays the stock market right (laughs) why wouldn't you right yeah i would if Mm -hmm. i was him what do you think robin you're being awfully quiet over there. It's a very grown-up question. I don't know. <laughs> Robin's like, I don't even file my taxes. I do. I do it myself. <gasps> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I gave you some thumbs up. I don't know. I guess it's I agree kind of- with Kristen that he's probably fudging numbers and mm-hmm. committing tax fraud. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like he can claim his work that he does for the clave. Like, oh, I magicked this. Exactly. <laughs> I think that he's the high warlock of Brooklyn mm-hmm. 
for a reason. And that's an actual position. So when people come to him, because I'm sure he's making potions and healing people yeah. and they pay big bucks to see Magnus. And I think that's how he gets his money. Buko bucks. Well, yeah. And he's also like, oh, we don't know that yet. Well, and I don't even care about how he makes this real. I want to know how he fakes it. I'm sure he's got some. <laughs> to the like, government. But see, I don't, I think Ma- Magnus would, like, he would make it a game. Like, he would make it something funny to entertain himself. So, like, it would be something silly. Like he's a cra- cat groomer. Yeah. <laughs> like, something like that. Like, that's how he, like. Or a party planner. Yeah. Okay. A party planner. That's good. Yes. Like, and then you could write off your parties. It's not like he says how much he actually makes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm adulting too much here. <laughs> so Magnus approaches Clary as she's taking in the scene and asks her if she's enjoying herself. Uh, we find out the party is in honor of Magnus's cat, German Meow, <laughs> which is the best name for a cat. We it all, is great. Yeah, it really is. You had a cat growing up that was, but he ran away. Yeah. What was his name? Bob. <laughs> that is so creative. Who did that? I think. What? I thought it was something like Mr. Something. That's it was why. Mr. Something. Right. I had a cat named Mohinder. Mr. Whiskers? No, it was like, I'm going to text my brother. <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> I think it was Mr. Bobbo. <gasps> yeah. What is a Bobbo? It was. I don't know. Mr. Bobbo the cat, right? And y- would you say the whole thing? Mr. Bobbo Every the time. cat? Yeah. Yeah, we'll circle back to that because I, it's going to bug me if He's I don't. He's texting me right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was the orange cat that ran away name? Mr. Bobbo? I would like to know if I text my brother right now if he would text me right back like that. Mine would not. I'll try it. Although my brothers are very young. And by very young, I mean 18 and 17. That is still young. Yeah. I mean, they'd have their hand, their phone in their hand, but they'd probably be too busy sending Snapchats to their girlfriends to text their old boring sister back. It was a tabby cat. It was not orange. She's right. It was a tabby. He? What's a tabby? An orange cat? I yeah. Don't know. Like, it's orange and white and I black. thought a tabby was gray. That was the one that peed on dad <laughs> and fell down the chimney. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that cat didn't run away. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right! You're so Wow, we are really finding out stuff here tonight. Text your dad right now. I guarantee you that cat did not run away. He got rehomed. He now sure. lives in a field. Sure. He went to go live on the farm. In the most unnatural way. What is he saying? And it didn't run away. He choked it out of the Oh, I fucking called it! <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> Robin is so gullible. Oh my god. She spent the last 15 years believing that 
I'm legit I'm crying. Because I'm laughing. I'm like, so sad. <laughs> the moment when we ruined Robin's childhood. <laughs> it wasn't the finding out that Kristen made her. It was a feral cat. <laughs> we bought it at the pet store. That's an issue. Okay. Adopt, guys. Adopt. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we had to take a brief interlude while uh, Robin came to terms with the fact that her dad <laughs> threw out the cat <laughs> when she was a kid. I'm so sad for that cat. That cat was cray. So, it yeah. sounds like it. It Well, I mean, it, it peed on him. <laughs> Can't be helped. <laughs> it fell down the chimney, too, remember? How did it do that? It was on the roof? No, so in your chimney in your house, mm-hmm. there's like a oh the flap right underneath where the wood the goes. Yes, underneath where the wood goes on the floor, and it fell oh. down into it. Okay, we need to yep start this over. Okay, so where are we gonna start from? Jason Alec joined them. Okay, so Jason Alec joined them. Sans. Simon and Isabel, who are too busy bumping and grinding grindin on the dance floor. Jace starts to tell Magnus that they need his help, and they're interrupted by a gang of angry vamps. Someone, cough, cough, Jace, <laughs> poured holy water in the gas tanks of their demon bikes, causing the pipes to melt. I love that he just has holy water on him. Well, I mean, he's a demon hunter, right? I guess that's How true. How did he hit all the bikes that fast? Because Alex... He's the best shadow hunter of his age. He's the Hermione Granger oh, of okay. shadow hunters. Because <laughs> yes. it just, in the book, it's like, he fiddled with something and Alex's like, what you doing, bro? Right. And then, um, but you have to like take the gas cap off and everything. He's, he's good. He truly is. He knows how to work those fingers. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. I am part. literally a romance author. It is my job. Okay. Make it 30. <laughs> For 15-year-old boys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we established he's 16. Oh, right, right. Driving right. age. Right, age of consent. Wait, really? What? <laughs> In most states? No. We, we promised we weren't going to get off tangent, guys. Come on. Let's focus. It was me and my cat. Sorry. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. It was pretty funny. All right, so the vampire is hella pissed. And starts to yell, but Magnus shuts that shit down with a twitch of a finger and a bored look, causing the vamp to start choking. Like in uh, Star Wars. He uses the force. Like, the, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's called. <laughs> I was just was saying when Darth Vader was choking him. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Okay, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So Magnus announces that the vamps have worn out their welcome, and... By some unseen force, the vamp spins around and marches off into the crowd. Which is just, a like, it didn't take, it wasn't a lot of flair, it wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance, but it just goes to show you how powerful Magnus is in that, like, short little scene where he's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Out of my house. Goodbye. What did Jace expect to happen, though? I mean... He want he's just spoiling for a fight. He always is. He just wants to be a he's a tortured 
traumatized little boy. We learned that with that bedtime story. Right? Jeez. And he's just, he's every angry, long-haired, broody boy from every teenage, like, my so-called life. He's Jared Leto, okay? That's what he is. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't expecting them to go outside till the end of the party. Like, he wouldn't be there when they found out. Yeah. Yeah. Because me, I wouldn't want anyone to know I did that. Of course, I don't think Jace is as scared as we are. No, he's not. Well, he would, he just thinks it's exciting because he knows he can take on however many vamps there are. He's got his posse with him. Sounds like there's quite a few. But he's Jace. He's also 16 and thinks he's invincible. He's got a case of the Christians. Whatever. That's true. That's very true. So anyway, I just, I love that scene with Magnus and how it showcases his power in such a understated way. But you like, you know how powerful he is just by that little tiny interaction. And no one else notices to be like, hey, yeah. Right. No, he's, he's just he just really shuts quit. it down. He's like, goodbye. He's like, he doesn't want I'm, to start a student. I'm queen bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That was his power move. His Devil Wears Prada power move. I don't know. I love him so much. It's very obvious. I'm sorry. I'll stop fangirling. So Jace tells Magnus that they need his help. um, And he's dubious. He's like, well, what if I don't want to help? But Jace doesn't give him much of a choice. He's like, well, you can either help us or you can not help us. And maybe the clave will find out about yada, yada, yada. He's just, he's, or no, what is he, he says, or maybe you'll receive a visit from the clave. Like. What is he doing that he wouldn't want them there for? Or maybe nobody wants them around. Nobody wants them around. I think nobody wants anyone poking around their business. Like no one wants the clave poking around in downworld or business because I feel like they'll find something if they want to find something. Also, I think if the clave comes in and snoops, then it will hinder or not hinder. But make people not want to come, at least for a little while. Oh, right? okay. Impede on his business. Cause Drive away people. They've been snooping around. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I I visualize the Clave as kind of like dirty politicians. In this case, would the Clave be Maris and Robert? I don't think I mean, can they're, be. they're part of the Conclave, but the Clave is the actual governing body. The way I... The way I kind of draw parallels to our our life, like our real world, is the clave is the government as a whole. So like our senators and, you know, like our government officials, right? The conclave is everybody, like everybody that's feeds into that. So like everybody that gets a vote. Okay. Right. And then like you have your like governing officials of the clave, like you're your inquisitor and those people. So there's clave members in New York, or do you think they would travel from Idris? I think, well, there's clave members based in New York, but I don't know, depending on how serious this whole thing is, I, I think Jace is just talking out of his ass, but it's enough of a threat that Magnus is like, I don't want them in my business because if they find something, then that's trouble I don't need. So, it's easier just to talk to you people than right. give these kids five minutes and move on with my life. Right. Then, then risk them running to mommy and daddy and 
Well, and he clearly recognizes Clary, so I'm sure that they kind of Mm -hmm. are giving that away a little bit. And if Magnus has something to do with knowing about Valentine and all this, like, I feel like that string getting pulled could put him in a really precarious situation. Okay. Because wiping her memory, being around Jocelyn, does have the wider ramifications of possibly hiding Valentine or whatever. Not coming to the clave with important information. That makes sense. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right. So reluctantly, Magnus leads them into his room so they can discuss Jason Coe's request in private. (laughs) Clary hesitates, beating around the bush, and Jace, ever impatient, interrupts, telling Magnus that they know he's the one that's been screwing around in Clary's head because they found his signature. (laughs) Justifiably, Clary is horrified at the idea that someone actually signed her mind. I agree. It's weird. It's just so Magnus, though. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he's such, he's so extra. Like, he's the one that would use, like, glitter ink to, like, (laughs) sign a legal document. Awesome. He's the reason why it says blue or black ink only. (laughs) Exactly. Like, the original reason. That's what I meant, yeah. (laughs) So, Magnus explains... Because she's like, you signed my mind. What? WTF. Yes. Magnus raised his hand, tracing the fiery outline of letters against the air. When he dropped his hand, they hung there, hot and golden, making the painted lines of his eyes and mouth burn with reflecting light. Magnus Bane. I was proud of my work on you, he said slowly, looking at Clary. So clean, so perfect. What you saw, you would forget even as you saw it. No image of pixie or goblin or long-legged beastie would remain to trouble your blameless mortal sleep. It was the way she wanted it. Clary's voice was thin with tension, the way who wanted it. Magnus sighed, and at the touch of his breath, the fire letters sifted away with, to glowing ash. Finally, he spoke, and though she was not surprised, though she had known exactly what he was going to say, she still felt the words like a blow against her heart. Your mother, he said. Like, it's just one betrayal after another. This poor girl can't catch a break. Number one, it's kind of, I was going to say it's it's a Magnus move, but it's like, don't. She's already upset that you signed the mine. She knew. Mm-hmm. Or did she pass out before she could see his signature? Well, they, mean, they told her. But I don't think she... Like, I think... You mean with the Shadow Brothers? What is it? The Silent, the Silent, Silent Brothers? Brothers? I'm sorry. Jeez Louise. Um, no, I think she saw it. I yeah. think she saw it. Or did they tell her that they saw it in her mind? I don't remember now. I think they... Yeah. They said that was the name or... Right. I really can't... I'm mixing up the the movie with the book, and I can't remember Mm -hmm. right now. Like, why do you got to show us the signature? (laughs) It's the point I'm getting at. In the room right now, you mean? Yeah. Like, look how fabulous it was. Because he's so extra. (laughs) It just seems like kind of rubbing it in her face a little bit. Oh, yeah. 
I don't I, I think the reason he does something like that is because he does not he's not thinking of, of it from her point of view right he doesn't think it's like a big deal I mean, like, it's a big deal because it was a powerful spell and it was hard for him and he was, like, proud of it, like a research paper. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, that's the way he thinks of it is this is my work and not really about her feelings or emotions about it because he's, like, that's petty because he's ancient and those kinds of things, those hurt feelings don't matter. So didn't he come – she came to see him, Mm -hmm. right? Or I don't know if we get into this later, but Mm -hmm. – how like obviously he erases that part yeah but what do you think her mom explained to her as they were going there like we're just gonna go see this guy i know he came to them oh okay oh did he (laughs) i don't see i that mixes up with the with the movie too and i can't remember maybe while while she was sleeping or hey this is my friend like she's gonna meet him brand new every time so it's not like she's ever gonna recognize him because so so it could be a different excuse yeah he could be a buyer for her paintings or you know whatever okay that's fair yeah i don't know i could think of lies to tell my kid of course you could (laughs) i don't i usually i don't lie to my kid very often if i do it's over something stupid like if you ate the last pizza roll? Yes. <laughs> Why would there only be one pizza roll left? Because she ate them all. <laughs> but the cheese pizza rolls. No, you have to have combination. No. I don't want to lose this fight. I, I don't need anything with a face. Dinosaur chicken nuggets? Wait, those are chicken. <laughs> <laughs> they have those in the Boca. Have cheese it still, bro. Oh, <laughs> we took a, a a quick hiatus. No, a hiatus is break. longer, isn't it? We had a snack attack. <laughs> Sharp cheddar and Parmesan cheese. It's are the best. It's true. Do O's with a Z. Yeah, you gotta eat one of each in the same bite. Exactly. It's a match made in heaven. Like, like the three of us. I was going to say. Just the three of us. A and giant Ooh. spoiler was about ready to come out of my mouth. <gasps> and I stopped myself. Oh, you motherfucker. Don't you dare. Whoa. I know exactly what you were, were about to spoil. Whoa. Okay. Clary is obviously hurt that her mother would have have her mind altered. Because, duh. Yeah. <laughs> she decides to ask Magnus if he knows why Jocelyn had came to him and wanted the service. Um, wanted his services. Yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> and if you I know, know I his services, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never gonna stop. She wants to know if Magnus is on the up and up of what specifically Jocelyn wanted Clary to forget about, and um, he's like, no. I just do what I'm paid to do. Like, I'm, I am just basically her. I, she paid me for a service and I conducted the service for her. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is a cop-out. Because who wouldn't ask? Someone smart enough to know not to ask. Okay. I mean, of course I would ask, but maybe he doesn't know the actual answer. He knows what he's erasing, but maybe he doesn't know why. I thought maybe he's just lived so long that he's no longer curious. Oh, um. oh, I, I think he's plenty of curious plenty curious and i think he knew exactly who jocelyn was and i think he knew exactly why she was doing 
the reason, you know, the things that uh-huh. she was doing. I think he knew exactly who Clary was. But he's old enough and smart enough to know that he can't ask her because then he doesn't have plausible deniability. Okay. See, I thought you were asking a different question, so my bad, but I agree. (laughs) I thought you were asking why Clary would ask that question. I'm like, why would you not want to know why? I don't understand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Magnus explains that the first time Jocelyn brought Clary to him, she was only two years old. And Jocelyn told him that she had been a shadow hunter and she hoped that Clary would be born with a blind in her eye, but found out that very same day that she was not. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm just laughing at Jocelyn because shut the oh. fuck up. You did not think that she was going to be blind. <laughs> have a blind eye. Yeah. With with like one of the most powerful shadow, hun- like best shadow hunters as her father, even though he was a horrible human. Like, and Jocelyn, like, come on. Right. It was, she could be hopeful, though. Magnus explains that Clary's mind-altering spell is unique to her. So he's, something he's never done before. He made it so that she would forget the parts of the shadow world that she was seeing, even as she was seeing them. Kind of like that day when they were leaving, and she saw that um, baby playing with the fairy that she mm-hmm. thought was moving, and then she looked back, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she, it just, even as she was seeing it, she would immediately forget it, which is... Okay, that's why he signed it. Come on. That's exactly what I was just going to say. That is why he signed it. Now we know. Yeah, because it was badass. Something and no one else is going to do it. And also, like, it wasn't for her. Like, it wasn't for... It was for any other warlock that happened. Like, if if Jocelyn got a cheaper price somewhere else, <laughs> they would know that Magnus is way better than they are. <laughs> or maybe they'd even see Magnus's signature and be like I can't work on you exactly like a tattoo artist like I'm not gonna like work on somebody else's work oh okay I didn't know that's a thing I was just gonna say Amanda doesn't know that's a thing Mm -mm. I have tattoos but nothing that's needs work gotcha Mm -hmm. in order to keep this spell working and up to tip-top shape it had to be reinforced and redone every two years Magnus admits that he recognized Clary when she arrived Uh, duh yep (laughs) And she is the only human child he's ever watched grow up, which is kind of sweet. But you'd think that he would want to, I don't know, be nicer to her. But do you think, I kind of think he's also, I'm going to wait until we explain. Okay. Yeah. Because I have things to say Mm -hmm. too. He says that he tried to go to their house when he came back from his trip to Tanzania. Tanzania. (laughs) We had to have Kristen say it correctly again. But Clary wasn't there because of their fight, the fight that she had with Jocelyn. And she remembers noticing a cat coming out of Madame Dorothea's house, Mm -hmm. but now realizes that she doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. So it must have been Magnus Mm -hmm. because he has cat eyes. So he takes cat form. I think that's just what her mind... Remember how they were saying if you saw the demon, it would be like a dog or something? Okay. Whatever your mind can kind of process crazy and his mark is cat eyes which is probably that's his warlock mark i that's see why he turned into a cat mm-hmm. he says that she shouldn't have been able to remember him being there because he threw up a glamour as hard as a wall mm-hmm. and i just magnus my hands right that is what he did <laughs> and i feel like he has very long spindly fingers yes he's all like He's just long and elegant and mm. like water. Yeah. 
I have to say what? that I am surprised that you didn't say that he's your favorite character with how just in love you are. I I do love Magnus, but I really like Alec. I don't know. I like I love them both. It was a toss up between the two. I could have picked either one and been happy. Okay. But Let's see. You are just one toe in the water. That's a good point. And we can't yeah, rave I about can't, some stuff because I can't get into the nitty gritty, yeah. but like mm-hmm. I think the reason that I picked Alec over Magnus is because of I like Alec's story arc. Because Magnus is a little bit more like he does have a story arc and he has a great he's a great character, but he doesn't have as much character development as Alec does. And watching Alec go from how he is in this book to how he is at the end of book six. What, no. Like even Oh, I thought you meant the whole story. No, at, at the end of book twelve is like mind-blowing okay and so it's just being able to see and cassie does such a good job of developing his character throughout and every step of the way it's like he's not perfect and he just he grows and changes and it's incredible i love it so much and that's why i picked him over magnus okay but i like them both i'm in love with magnus though (laughs) let me just make one thing clear (laughs) right I would have Magnus's demon babies. I don't care. Got it. It's weird because most people have that about Jace. Magnus says that he cannot remove the smell. The smell? <laughs> smell. smell. <laughs> he needed the scent. <laughs> he can't remove the spell because in doing so, her mind could be damaged forever. But <laughs> that's comforting. <laughs> right? I mean, I did it, but I can't, like, undo He's what I did. so right? good. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how to undo it. <laughs> she asked me to do it, not not do it. <laughs> I did practice. But he reassures her that the effects will fade over time. And obviously, they already have started, too. Mm-hmm. And he's uncertain how long it will take to fade away, because he's never done it before. And um, he doesn't even know if Clary's going to regain all her old memories, Mm -hmm. which is sad. It's very sad. However, my dears, we say, oh, that's sad. But Clary's only forgetting part of the shadow world as she sees it. Her mom is not living a world, a life in the shadow world. So all she's. All she's forgetting is the way someone has green skin or like a goblin or whatever. Like she's not actually forgetting big chunks of her life. She still has her childhood memories with her mom and Luke. Yeah. So it's not as sad as it seems. Do you think that this conversation has kind of... Remember when we talked about smelling colors in the previous episode? Yes. Uh-huh. So she was like, "Was my are all of my memories altered memories and mm-hmm. everything's been a lie? Do you think this is kind of oddly reassuring to her i think so i think understanding how it works is is more like okay okay so not everything's a lie it's not like she's forgotten every christmas she's ever had or anything like that like yeah i hadn't thought of that that's a good point it's not like her dad was in her life for the first like half of her life and like she's erased him or anything like that it's just this like part of the shadow world that her mom was trying to keep her away from now, I don't think Clary is mature enough to understand and appreciate 
that information for what it is at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I think in hindsight later on, it will be something that she's like, okay, that's, I can live with that. She basically blinded her sight. Right. Clary says that she's always felt like she was damaged. (laughs) And now she knows for sure that she is, which is, I'm like, but don't, she's talking down to herself. She, out loud she's being a fucking teenager and it's infuriating for an adult who's actually been through shit to like listen to a whiny teenager say shit like that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and obviously she didn't think of it the way that you were just describing like mm-hmm. she didn't lose everything because she feels damaged even though she didn't like you said see green skin basically right like you're fine girl like she doesn't have she doesn't have the perspective and the maturity to see it for what it is uh-huh which was she's a teenager the whole world revolves around her duh i mean was she maybe she could have met jay sooner that's it like <laughs> what would you have gained like she could have been trained as a shadow hunter i guess that's true she does seem like she and at wants this that. but at this point i don't know that she i think she's still on the cusp she doesn't know if she really wants it or not but, like, she kind of wants it because her mom doesn't want it for her. But then at the same time, she hasn't f- figured out if that's really what she wants to, like, be a part of. Well, she doesn't want to put the dagger on her thigh. So we know that. It's in her backpack. Because <laughs> you're going to have time. Whatever. Yep. We talked about that last time, we? Didn't did. We? It's still weird. <laughs> Magnus is super offended that she would say that he damaged her. <laughs> He's like, that's why I'm not taking it off. Brat. I know how to put it on. Right. I said I didn't want to take it off because I damaged you. Not that I damaged you putting it on. And he, I say reassures her, but he doesn't. He's T.O.'d. Mm-hmm. Every teenager feels broken or out of place. And that it's true she was born different, but being different is no picnic. Mm-hmm. He explains about his tragic past. How his mother hanged herself after she realized what he was. And he killed his father. After he tried to drown him in a creek. Mm-hmm. Alec relates and tells him that it wasn't his fault and you can't help how you're born. That's sweet. Okay, so this is what I was talking about last episode. Two episodes ago. Three episodes ago. Fuck, I don't know. In episode six, I was talking about Alec being... I don't know which episode. Whatever. <clears throat> Just... Previously, previously, (laughs) I had talked about Alec being very kind hearted and very earnest and just the way that he doesn't think about it. Like he doesn't think about the fact that Magnus is a warlock. He doesn't think about the fact that he doesn't know Magnus at all. He is empathetic and he's just like, no, well, that's not your fault. Like. That's not fair that you were treated like that. You were innocent. You were a child. You didn't know. Like, it's you didn't ask for this. And his knee-jerk reaction to make someone feel better is, I think, partly because he's the oldest. You know, he he's has to take care of his, his people, Jason, Isabel. But also, it's just kind of like his nature. And that's one of the things that I love about him. And I just needed to say that. I'm sorry. Don't, don't apologize. I would say you should be because that's silly. So Magnus tells Clary, like, your mother was just trying to protect you and um, don't basically don't throw it back in her face. Right. Mm -hmm. You could have had it much worse. Yeah. (laughs) I think that he 
Okay, I didn't put it together to tell Kristen, but you were correct. What? Just Magnus really realizes the severity of the situation because he probably did know Jocelyn. He did know Clary's father. Oh, yeah. All of it. And um, he was just, your mother sacrificed a lot of things to protect you and make sure that you stayed safe. Mm-hmm. And you're, it was nice that he was able to, reading it, okay, <clears throat> I was definitely in Clary's perspective. Right. Because she's, it's, you know. Yeah. It's her narrative. And I would feel very violated and abandoned mm-hmm. and mad and angry and all these other feelings that she's feeling. So it was nice of the author to slip it in, where you, this in, coming from Magnus's point of view or mm-hmm. his dialogue. So that way you can kind of get like, okay, but think of it in Jocelyn's. You can get his like, perspective, yeah. As, his, a, as Jocelyn, as basically. Where she's coming from and why she may have done it. The yeah. bigger picture. Yeah. So Magnus takes this book from his shelf. Form his shelf. That's what I wrote in the doc. <laughs> <laughs> and he instructs Clary to look at the page until she feels something change inside her mind. And it takes a while, but she's able to decipher the first room as remembrance. Okay. You know what I thought of? Is those those image like those pictures that you had to like like make your eyes blurry? Find the sailboat. Like, yes. <laughs> yep. I spy pictures. Yes, that's what they were. All I can think of is small rats, and he gets mad because he can't find the sailboat. Oh yeah, and, like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So she feels her mind like click and un- like a key turning in a lock. And I have two things like that I need to do now. Maybe before we move on, I just have to point out that I am pulling this back from when she was getting her tarot reading by Madame Dorothea. And just mm-hmm. pick, you know, go until you find one that like speaks to you. Basically, mm-hmm. clearly, if she wouldn't have had this on her, maybe she would have made a different choice with her tarot mm-hmm. card. I don't know. Maybe she did pick pick the one still somehow, but. Right, like maybe it would have been easier because she would have had that kind of intuition. Yeah. Like it unlocks her intuition. That's the way I kind of see it. Because I think your sight is more expansive than just the things that you see. Oh, definitely. So first thing what we're going to do is I'm going to pop on over to the wiki again and read a description of this book. The Grey Book is a tome that contains an exact replica of the original Book of the Covenant in which the angel Raziel inscribed the runes remarks the Nephilim are permitted to use. There are only a few copies of the book, as each has to be specifically made by Silent Brothers, particularly because it requires special paper to withstand the power of the runes. The High Warlock of Brooklyn, Magnus Bane, and every institute each have their own copy of the book, which Jace is sort of irritated that he has a copy. He is. He's a little hoity-toity about he's it. He's like, you're not allowed to have that. That's for Nephilim, not for warlocks. Because he's a little bitch. Do you think all um, high warlocks have them for each city? No. no. He's special in some it's, way. Magnus is, is Magnus. Magnus. Okay. He knows all and has everything. <laughs> all young shadow hunters learn the marks from this book. Because of the fragility of the human mind, most shadow hunter children grow up learning one room from the book at a time. Over a period of years, reading too many runes at once would apparently give the reader a headache, which Magnus says in this interaction. So that's the book that she is looking at. And she's able to unlock the Remembrance rune. 
which I'm going to read the description that Cassandra Clear uses. This is not the right page. Good job. 223. I forgot this. Um, <laughs> so funny. So Jace's eyebrows went up. Is that a copy of the Grey Book? Magnus feverishly flipping pages said nothing. Hodge has one, Alex observed. He showed it to me once. It's not gray, Clary felt compared to point out. It's green. If there was a such thing as terminal literalism, you'd have died in childhood, said Jace. What is it that you're wanting to... I'm going to read the description of the room. Oh. Okay, found it. Okay, gotcha. So the description of the, the rune on the page seemed to spring into sharp focus. And she thought, involuntarily, remember... If the rune were a word, it would have been one. It would have been that one. But there was more meaning to it than any words she could imagine. It was a child's first memory of light falling through crib bars. The recollected scent of rain in city streets. The pain of unforgotten loss. The sting of remembered humiliation. And the cruel forgetfulness of old age. When the most ancient of memories stand out with agonizingly clear precision. And the nearest of innocence are lost beyond recall. That says incidents. And the nearest of incidents are lost beyond recall. Beautiful. The old age one gets me. I don't know You why. got chills? Yeah. Oh, I'm still hung up on the sting of humiliation. I'm like, I want Magnus to take all of that away. Because <laughs> I still remember the sting of humiliation from like third grade. Like I said something stupid. Mm. Always. Or sixth grade talent show. That was bad. <laughs> I wrote other urns follow I know. I saw that. So Clary starts flipping through. Other runes follow. Sorrow, thought, strength, protection, grace. Magnus cuts her off, saying that if she reads them all at once, she'll get a headache, just like in the wiki. So is she flipping, you think? Or is she having to focus in on all of them? Or once she focused on one, she's able to focus quickly? I think once she... Once she leveled up and hit the, uh, she unlocked the remembrance rune. I think that's what like flipping through all of them. They're immediate, and she just she's like going through like, oh my god, what's oh 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 like. Okay. So Magnus says that he hopes that the remembrance mark will serve to trigger her memories quicker. So it's like ah yes okay I remember. Remember you remember I I remember remember when he remember. Hocus pocus. Yeah, we were doing South Park. I really wanted to ask if your chills were multiplying, but I didn't want to interrupt you. They are. Were. So after all this happens, she slipped into the book, and Clary says that she can't remember anything about the Mortal Cup, which, like, calm down, child. You read, like, five pages. It's cool. <laughs> the most important thing, basically, that you could remember. <laughs> Magnus tells her. That he's been through her memories, obviously, because he's doing mm-hmm. the stuff. And there was never anything in there about the he's mortal finger interest. in her lobes. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, that would freak me out more, I think, <laughs> than getting things erased, knowing that all of my memories he's in, like, oh, we think that boy's cute. And how Magnus knows. He knows everything. Yeah. He knows everything. It's just creepy. That is creepier than erasing stuff. Don't I worry, think. Biscuit. You'll figure it out. <laughs> So, that was good. There's nothing in her noggin about any of the mortal instruments, which are... Are? Are. That's how I wrote it. Because I was going to be like, which are? 
three items given to the first shadow hunter, Jonathan shadow hunter, by Raziel. The cup, the sword, and the mirror. The cup and sword are slash were in Idris until Valentine stole it, but the mirror has never been found. Magnus guesses the clave wants to get their hands on the cup before Valentine does. And this just proves that he knows who Valentine is. And um, he admits to lying, saying that he isn't one of the Fae and he's not required to be truthful. And he won't be getting in between Valentine and his revenge. I don't blame him. So he has drawn his line in the sand. Alec asks Magnus if he was at the uprising. And he says that, yes, he was and killed many of your folk, meaning mm-hmm. shadow hunters. And Jay says that circle members were not one of theirs. But mm-hmm. I wonder if he feels that way about Hodge and the Lightwoods. You well, mean, the yes. answer is definitely no. <laughs> but he would never tell Magnus that. But I appreciate the fact that he wants to differentiate himself from the circle members, seeing as he shares a lot of the same underlying beliefs yeah yes i think that is embedded mm-hmm. into nephilim yeah especially it seems like jace's father was very hard on him mm-hmm. uh, and trained him hard and wanted him to be really the epitome of a fighter mm-hmm. so he kind of has that arrogance and that you know mm-hmm. when well, he was a circle member right jace's father yeah michael whalen mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so he-, he was the first to leave though that is true. And he left before the uprising. But that doesn't, that's not to say that he didn't have still the same beliefs. He just wasn't prepared to take them to the, like, extremist levels that Valentine Killing was. children. Right. By trying to turn them with a cup. It's because Valentine is a monster. A literal monster. Yes. That's when he bows out. <laughs> I'm out, bros. <laughs> Not going to kill babies. <laughs> right. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Magnus has this, like, awesome line that he kind of throws in Jace's face. And he says, if you insist on disavowing that which is ugly about you, about what you do, you will never learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Seems like a very poignant thing to say. It's because Magnus knows everything and he's super smart. Magnus reinforces that he will not be helping them find the cup even though he would choose the clave over Valentine, kicks him out of the room and back into the party. (laughs) Clary just, okay, cool, let's go party now. I just feel like he's, like, flipping his hands, ushering them out the door. all right, that's enough. You've taken up enough of my time. My time is important. I imagine, like, he threw on a kimono. (laughs) As soon as he got into his room. Yes. He's, like, he's, like, always doing, like, a wardrobe change. Like, in my head, he is the most fabulous... Fabulous. Like he has one of those um, three panel screens like in Luke's mm-hmm. apartment. And he's like changing, like throwing things. And he's like, oh, I'm trying to find, oh, I need more glitter. Like, oh my God. as could, he's talking to them. Could you imagine doing that and then being like having magic so you don't have to clean it up afterwards? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Alec, Clary, and Jace go out and find a drunk Isabel. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who's saying that Simon got turned into a literal rat. By drinking one of the blue drinks. Clary is TO'd. <laughs> Why do you keep saying it's that? From Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Ticked off. Yes, dear. Because she hasn't got a full body shot yet. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just said obvious, obviously. Clary's mad. Clary's mad. I spiked. Clary's mad. She's mad, guys. And Jace is disgusted at Isabel's state. That's mean. He is. He is not nice. And um, I love this. Clary finds Rat Simon under the bar and coaxes him out. I love Rat Simon. I'm totally using that. <laughs> so Clary goes over and is surprised that Rat Simon <laughs> can understand her, which is to me surprising because it's like, I would think it's still him mentally. He's not just like a rat now. You think that it's surprising that Clary's surprised? Yes. Okay. Yeah. like That you know that we know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's still like himself. Stop eating shit while we're recording. Give me them. Okay, Give them yeah. to me. I thought you were going to no. make her spit it out. Give them to me. <laughs> she is shoving them all in her mouth. Oh, my God. Very good. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hope you choke. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I put your other soda little. in the fridge. I don't want to have to do CPR. Okay. Oh, at least you know how. I'm certified, but I don't. I've never actually had to do it. Mm. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, Clary swoops up, si- Rat Simon, and asks <laughs> and asks someone to grab Magnus for help. Jace jokes that they should leave Simon that way, and Magnus agrees, saying that too much magic is actually hard on Mondays, and the spell will. T- <laughs> Yes, Mondays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the spell will temporarily fade um, in a few hours. So my question is, what the hell is the point of this spell? Like, did someone uh, spike the punch? Like, what? what is the point? I don't know. And I don't think it's ever explained. I think that it could be a couple of things. It could be a fairy drink that would only affect a, mon- a mundane or a human who drank it that way. You were going to say Monday. I almost did. I did greet you guys with what up Mondays uh-huh. this morning or this afternoon. But the other option would be maybe it is. Maybe they did spike it. Maybe someone was screwing with them. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a joke or something. They can probably tell that Simon is a mundane. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to mess with him. Because we don't want no stinking Mondays at our party. Okay. Maybe they put it just in his... No, because she says the blue drink specifically. Are you eating more? Yes! Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm just looking at um... I'm so glad that... (laughs) I'm so glad that Amanda's on my side about this. Well, I mean... (laughs) She just did that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Clary carefully puts Rat Simon in her backpack. And now I am okay with her having her backpack. There's finally a reason to carry Weird. a rat. I don't... I would just hold my friend. I wouldn't stick you in a... Amanda, I would not stick you in a messy backpack full of sharp instruments. Just like, hold them like this. A knife. A dagger, I mean. With a dagger. Right. She carefully puts him, I think she like, <laughs> on her sweatshirt or something. She no, I would just shut- hold you like this against my bosom. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> yes. Put your hoodie on and put Simon in the, the kangaroo pouch. Yeah. I'll wear your sweatshirt backwards and put him in the little oh, hood. Yeah. Oh, that would be a Maybe good one. Maybe she's got a crew neck, guys. 
Mm. No one has a crew neck. That, well, she does wear corduroys. Uh, oh, God, really? I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> I like Jeez. crew necks. Um, I do, too, but I feel like they did describe it as a hoodie. They. <laughs> it was described as a hoodie. <laughs> Uh, all right. A group of vampires are now in the doorway, all very upset about their bikes, and some of their friends were missing. Magnus suggests that their friends had too many Bloody Marys <laughs> and uh, passed out somewhere. Jace whispers to Clary that they use real blood in their drinks. Seriously. <laughs> of course they do. Icky. Magnus is over it and announces the party is over. You don't gotta stay home, but you can't stay here, basically. GTFO. You said that wrong. Why? You said you don't have to stay home, but you can't stay here. No. You don't have to go home. Maybe I heard you wrong. No, you didn't. (laughs) She said it wrong, but it's okay. But you can't stay here, guys. Peace out. Bye, Felicia. Whatever. What's that song? Closing time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Closing time. They, um, Andy the made office. them sing that at the end of every workday. For, like, months. <laughs> so while everyone is trying to make their way out, Clary feels someone brush up against her. It was a vampire, and he asks what's in her bag. She tells him that it's holy water. Clever joke. Clever girl. Clever. She, he realizes that they are shadow hunters and says, ooh, shadow hunters. Scary. How old are you? Yeah, he's he's, he's like, neener, neener, neener. <laughs> Maybe he had some blue drink. Who knows? <laughs> he had some, too many Bloody Marys. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Do you think they put celery in there? I would. <laughs> I read ahead. <laughs> so as the group gets closer to the exit, Magnus winked at Alex and told him to call him. Alex? Alex? Gosh darn. I'm I a Robin. <laughs> he winks at Alec and told him to call him. And to me, when I read this, I thought Magnus was like in his 40s. So I was like, whoa, bro, this is a child. But then Warlock, now you're telling me. Warlock stopped aging at like 19. Uh, that's what I was going to ask as well. So mm-hmm. how did he get to his age if they'd live forever? Also, not that you would know that yet. Okay. Yeah. Well. But it's not a spoiler. Just Were you just going to make fun of me for not knowing? No, I was going to make fun of you for imagining Magnus and like a founding father's ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but it's... <laughs> what? Well, I imagined him to be more... I think we already talked about this. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, more... I did this last time too. Gosh darn it. We showed you pics. Yeah. Anyway, I imagined him to be old and I thought it was inappropriate that he was <laughs> talking to Alec that way. It really hurt my heart a little bit. So <laughs> at the door, Magnus and Clary discussed Jocelyn's intentions when she had asked him to erase Clary's memories. He tells Clary that he has a message for her from her mother. From my mother? You mean she asked you to tell me something? Not exactly, Magnus said, his feline eyes slit by their single vertical pupils like fissures, I cannot pronounce that word, in a green gold wall. We're serious for once. But I knew her in a way that you didn't. She did what she had to do to keep you out of a world that she hated. Her whole existence, the running, the hiding, the lies, as you call them, were to keep you safe. Don't waste her sacrifices by risking your life. She wouldn't want that. She wouldn't want me to save her. Not if it meant putting yourself in danger. But I'm the only person that cares about her. No, Magnus said, you aren't. 
Clary blinked. I don't understand. Is there... Magnus, is there something you know? He cut her off with a brutal with brutal precision. And one last thing. His eyes flicked towards the door through which Alec, and Isabel, and Jace had disappeared. Keep in mind that when your mother fled from the shadow world, it wasn't the monsters she was hiding from. Not the warlocks. Not the wolfmen. Not the fair folk. Not even the demons themselves. It was them. It was the shadow hunters. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Now, how do you feel about being with a whole bunch of shadow hunters? I'd be a little suspicious, I think, a little bit after hearing that. I think that <clears throat> if she was in a different mindset, she probably would be. But she's probably still just pissed at, say, Alec, because that's just her go-to. <laughs> she's probably pissed at Magnus for what he did to her. So I don't think she's she's listening, but she's not hearing him. Right. I think she's filing it away, but she has no reason to trust Magnus. Mm-hmm. She has reason to trust Jace because he did save her and, and they haven't done anything wrong. Like they haven't wronged her at sure. all. So, okay. but I think she's taking it with a grain of salt. I think she's like filing it away. Like I'm not stupid, but I am stubborn. Okay. So I'm not going to follow your direction at the moment, but I'll file it away because I'm not an idiot. Okay. Right. Completely. Completely. Coming from Kristen, that's nice. <laughs> I'm getting over my fight with her. Good. We're making up. It's <laughs> fine. Patching things up. Awesome. <laughs> Clary finds. Fi- Clary finally gets outside, and the three are waiting for her. Alec is reassuring a visibly upset Isabel that Simon's ratism <laughs> isn't her fault. <laughs> she then asks Alec if he had a good time at the party because she thinks that Magnus and he he and Magnus would have been good friends. Alec insists that he has friends. I didn't... So, did Isabel know him before? Like, she really pretended like she... Or at least when they got there, she didn't seem like she knew him. But how did she think that they would hit it off and become friends? Like, maybe just meeting him? She thought that? Wait. Where are you? (laughs) (laughs) So, after they leave, she's telling Alec that she thought that Alec and Magnus would have been good friends. But... When they got to the party, she was like, I don't know. She didn't act like she knew him. No, she didn't know Magnus because the name just rang a bell and she saw it on the thing, you know, on the invitation or whatever. So she didn't know him. I think she needed to kind of like assume, oh, Magnus, like I'm invited to your party when she was at the door. But I don't think that she. Okay, so we may have to cut this out because I can't remember where we are. Do we know that Alec is gay yet? They talked yes. about it while they were getting ready. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That's why I said seemed very poignant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I, think Isabel just, like, saw He's how flamboyant. on and, like. Okay. I, I think she just saw how flamboyant Magnus was and was like, She's oh, making... two gays. I bet they like each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, exactly. every straight girl tries to do with her two gay friends. They're like, you're you guys both like dick you must like each other's dicks like oh, it's really it's really annoying wow okay <laughs> great okay um <laughs> awesome so that's why i have a note here but you totally hit the hit the nose there but i just said did I she hit it chat? on the dick yeah <laughs> did she chat with him during the party and he was like oh hey i'm totes into dudes like i don't know i guess she just assumed uh, Clary checks on Rat Simon in her bag and realizes the bag is torn and Simon is gone. <laughs> of course he is. Right. Because she wasn't holding him. She had him on her backpack. I mean, I don't know. 
Jace tells Isabel and Alec to go ahead, and he and Clary will catch up. The two head back to Magnus's. I don't understand why he wouldn't want their help. Like, just, sure, guys, we gotta go back. I think it's because Isabel's drunk and he wants her to go home. Oh, I forgot that Mm -hmm. she's drunk. I'm surprised. I was surprised that Alec didn't, like, we're parabatai, man. Let me come with you. But I think he needs to take care of her and make sure she gets to bed. Yeah, because she's sloppy. And I feel like this is probably not the first time. It sounds like she parties often. Mm-hmm. This is this is a this is Robin drunk at the first party I took her to, and I had to pull over a block down from her house so she could puke in the side of her Oh, that's awesome! It was a good time. At least you didn't puke in her car. Good job. Oh, thanks. She's too legit to quit. <laughs> After some begging, Magnus finally admits that he saw a vampire with a rat. He thought it was one of their own. Clary wonders what they would want with her rat. Magnus suggests that they probably would think it's funny to kill a shadow hunter's pet. Sad. It's just mean. Anyway, torture the pet because they don't like the people. That's odd. <laughs> but I guess they eat animals, so maybe it's not too odd. Maybe they'll take his blood. Oh, God, that's so sad. Okay. They might just keep him <laughs> once he turns back to his human self, and then they would kill him. Magnus refuses to tell them where the vampire lair is located. Clary reminds him that she... I'm going to Kristen here. Fucked with her and gives in. (laughs) He gives in and tells them it's in the Hotel Dumont. Did you pronounce it Dumont? I I did. Am I saying that incorrectly, Dumont? No, Dumont is the correct pronunciation. Oh, right. Dumont is how it's changed. That's right. Okay, that's right. (laughs) Clary asks if um, he has a portal because the hotel is so far away. Magnus. (laughs) (laughs) That is a Don't you have a portal? (laughs) That's a valid question, in my opinion. She's like, I'm getting used to traveling. Yeah, not style. By cab. (laughs) Or the subway. Yes. Or, um carriage ride yes horse-drawn carriage magical carriage (laughs) magnus says that portals are difficult to make and that there are only two that he knows of one is at madame dorothea's and the other one is at renwick's both are too far away for it to make sense uh to use these the portals this time jace asks magnus where the closest church is located because they will need weapons magnus points to a church on diamond street and slams the door in their faces he's so nice he is (laughs) He's had an exhausting night. He's over it. Yeah. Well, and you've got to, like, he's probably exasperated. He's like, look, I can't do your fucking job for you. <laughs> do like, a little research on your own. Exactly. Have you even, have you Googled it? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like when someone at work asks you a question and you're just like, I don't know. Have you tried? Let me Google it for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that is where chapter four, uh, 13 leaves us. I know. Do we have any questions or discussion topics or anything from this episode that we wanted to dive further into? I think we did it. I think we've done it. I think we did it. Tip, tip my hat to you two. Would you go to Magnus's party? If you, like, okay, so say you went to this party. Would you go back to another one? Are you, are you an in... Invitee? No. What am I? Am I Clary? Or am I just a person that was invited? Say you're Clary. No. Everything's been resolved and she's good and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would. I would go back. 
Simon it, got kidnapped and turned into a rat. Like, that's what she's thinking. Simon was stupid enough to drink something he wasn't supposed to. How was he supposed to know that? Did Isabel tell him? I'm no. sure she did. No. she's No, not. she probably didn't. Okay, you're right. She was busy. She, she was busy. But I she's thought she was her. busy with him. She was dancing with him, wasn't she? She was getting her drink on. That's true. That girl party's a little too hard. Well, don't you think he would be drinking? Maybe someone was, like, carrying a tray, and he just grabbed it or something. Because don't you think they'd just be drinking the same thing? If you went to a party with someone, you'd be like, yeah, hey, I want one of those, too. Let me get one right. of those. All right. Oh, goodness. Well, this was fun. What do we have to do for next? Make sure that you've read Chapter 14, The Hotel Du Mort, for next time. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Down World or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.